Is it working? The host is has it... allowed me yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I have allowed it. I am the host. I'm so and happy. I have allowed it. Well, great. Good. Great news. Mm-hmm. It is good news. I um, I don't know. Do we want to do a pre-show? I have a pre-show. I'm we don't sure. have to do a pre-show if you want to just get on right into it. I listen. I don't know. I mean, like, it might be worth saving till next week because they're probably not going to be much to talk about next week. I do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. What do you think? I, I got. I mean, the only thing I got is uh, uh, I drove past your house today. Um, that was that. Did you fire any weaponry at it? Uh, yes. Any firearms. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, Just call me Doctor D- Disrespect. Someone drove by his house and shot a shot out his window. Oh. Sure. sure. You know, it, it, it might it could be because uh, he has a, a show that promotes uh, rampant toxicity in video games, but it's probably unrelated. Could be. Um, the only other the only other thing the only other semi interesting thing I was going to tell you is uh, remember la- around this time last year when you and I won auctions for Mondo Prince, right? Oh, yes. yes. Remember, remember how the big deals they came from the the collection of the owner of Mondo, um, right? And mine did not come with a certificate of authenticity, nor, nor could I uh, identify any kind of numbering anywhere on it. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you, that was the same for you. Did you get a certificate no, of mine authenticity? Came with, mine came with something. I don't know if it was a certificate of authenticity. It came with something, and it had a number on it. So I now have two other Mondo prints, right? I have the Star Wars one, and I have a Halo one. And right. the numbering is there. I mean, it's on both of them, but they're right. both white. Uh, the other print I have is an Iron Man print, and it is, it's black. Mm. And I have no idea it, what s- caused me to do this. But I grabbed my phone today. I turned the flashlight on, and I shined it in the corner, one of the corners. Pff, there, clear as day, is the two of 125. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think want... mine is a two. I think mine is a two as well. Yeah. I think all of the ones he had were twos. Ones in, I think he has one and two. That was his, his collection. Was maybe one. he was selling. Maybe he was selling twos. Right. That's yeah. That's to save the draft house, which did not work apparently. But I think they still exist, don't they? Or uh, they did they close up shop? They filed for bankrupt. Oh, they filed for bankruptcy. But I think I don't think right. they closed down. I don't think they went out of business. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got, really. Uh, you want to? We can get it. We want to. Let's do it. You ready? End of the um, year. Let's close it let's out. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's let's uh, let's do the thing and pretend that we still have a website that okay. does the top ten. Well, got news for you. We didn't do top tens. No, 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 no. We all right, not. here we go. All right. Welcome to the Bullshot Podcast, episode 228. Today is December 27th, 2021. My name is Jim Planky, and with me is Fish. Yes. Yes. Yes, Queen. Yes, Yaz Queen. queen. Sorry, Yaz Queen. Um, I don't know if that was called cultural appropriation or not. Oh, no, I mean it, it. I mean it is. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> of course it is. It doesn't. Of course you know, it is. You colonizer. Want to hear something, you want to hear something <laughs> crazy? It's like two or three years. Two or three years ago, I made the most obnoxious, clearly sarcastic, clearly satirical use of "thick" with three C's on Twitter, 
and mm-hmm. uh, someone tried to like come after me. So, for, is your implication here that that sarcasm did not no, work? No, the problem was this person also knew that I was not using it in a serious way. So it was I very, see. it was it was extra. He was being extra uh, goofy. Um, so before we get into talking about the end of the year, there is one quick thing that I wanted to talk about is I have a OLED switch coming tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that you got on that you got on a pretty good price, if I recall correctly. So Dell was doing deals all week last week on video game stuff. They were doing a deal of the day. And right. they they put up a bundle that was an OLED switch in the black and white, which is what I mm-hmm. what I wanted. I think that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which is a sixty dollar mm-hmm. game. A pro mm-hmm. controller, which is seventy dollars. I had no fucking idea the thing was seventy dollars. I thought it was fifty. Um, I thought it was fifty too. Because I remember buying the Wii U Pro controller, and it was fifty. Yeah, I think it was fifty. I think that. I wonder if I wonder if uh, the okay. prices have gone up. This Switch Pro controller is fucking seventy bucks, and it was three hundred and forty dollars. Which, for those who listen to the show, you probably have gathered by now. That's ten dollars less than even the cost of the Switch. Yeah, you got ten bucks off the Switch and got a free Pro controller and free Mario game. So, do you think it was? Do you think it was a mistake? So I mean, they ship it to you. It's it's it is in the area. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, someone on um, someone on um. Listen, if you're not if you listen to this show, you probably already are already following Wario sixty four on Twitter. But if you're not, this even listen, it's a spammy fucking account. But every once in a while, the gem, the thing, that's how I got my PlayStation. Yeah, the thing that you've been waiting for will pop up because of him. Right. Um. He put he posted this deal, and everyone in the replies was like, "Oh, uh, two days ago they put up Ghost of Tsushima director's cut." For thirty dollars, and it was it was supposed to be forty, and they canceled everybody's orders the next day. There's no way this is making it to people's house right. homes. But sure, but here enough, we are. Here we are. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, is it possible that Dell, out of the kindness of their own hearts, just had so no. much overstock of pro controllers and like new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxes, they were like, fuck it, just put it in a bundle with a discounted OLED Switch. Which, But no one's selling discounted OLED Switches. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. like that, deal would have, that deal would have been nuts if it was 10 bucks off the Switch. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, because it, it, it's hard enough right now, well, not apparently not anymore, but it, it, it was hard enough to find just the OLED Switch for the last Yeah, year. but you're still not going to find a, an OLED Switch for a discount. Like, well, whether I'm or not saying, it's hard I'm to saying, get... I'm saying... No, no, I'm but like, whether or not it's hard to get is, like, you're not going to find it for a discount. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like that is just wild. Yeah, yeah. It, just wild. it doesn't make any sense. So, like, I don't know, man. It's on its way here. I... Dell's got my credit card number. They want to charge me another hundred bucks. I wonder if they like. I wonder if some of them got out before they canceled them. I don't know. It's just. It's just wild. I wonder if I'm like <laughs> one of like ten people who managed to get it before I don't know. they just closed the gates, and then they were like, "Oh fuck! Well, only ten people bought it." Microsoft sent me one of those emails that was uh, like, uh, "Hey, we've got the Halo Series X in stock. You can build your bundle right now." And I had a bundle built just sitting in my cart. But like, it's one thing to pay. What is it? Five hundred and fifty dollars for that? Yeah, five fifty. But 
when it was one thing to pay five fifty to own that, it was another thing entirely to pay six something because I also got a controller that I don't need, right, and a copy of Grand Theft Auto Five digital <laughs> that I don't want, right. Uh, I'm gonna I gotta try to figure out how I'm gonna what I'm gonna do with this copy of Super Mario Wii U Deluxe that I don't want I don't want that uh, so I gotta figure out how how I can turn it's not that it's not 3D a, World right it's no it's, it's, it's Super no, Mario it's Super Mario Wii it's the, U Deluxe Edition yeah um so, so weird that's gotta, so weird I gotta figure out how to turn that into a game I actually want yeah part, and so what if they sent you a Wii U instead what if they sent you a Wii U Super Mario. Dude, what if they send me a not OLED Switch? What if they send me a Switch Lite? Like, what? We actually don't know what's going to be in this box until I open. Yeah, it. we don't know. Right. So that's going to be another interesting thing. Is like, oh, they so it's a fuck up. The bundle was actually on a a light plus those two things. Right. Although that doesn't right. make sense because the Pro Controller doesn't work with the light. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But they might not know that. Who knows? I, who knows? I, yeah. Uh, the, reason, so the reason I'm kind of excited about it, though, is because I, I have not technically owned the Switch proper, right? So in four years... Right, right, because you have a light. I have a light. So all I know it is, is this handheld system, this five-and-a-half-inch handheld system. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. The thing that got me like to jump on it was I went to a family Christmas party to a weekend ago, as we talked about right. in our last show. And my second cousins, my little second cousins, all had switches and they all propped them up on the tables and they grabbed their little they had those cheapy power a controllers. they did the thing they did the thing they did the, the thing commercial. they, 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 they did the thing they weren't using joy cons though they didn't use their joy cons they used these cheapy power a controllers but they did the right. thing one but kid, they did one, the thing the one kid was playing bioshock infinite and i dad, was like dad was changing the tires right in front of you I you were seeing dad the thing change the tires um, so it was it was pretty wild. I was like, oh, so that's yeah, man, that is maybe the magic of the Switch. Right. Um, you can play full on games like anywhere you want, like and not just in handheld mode. Um so it'll be interesting. I, so so next week I will have something to talk about. I, I will well, hopefully. Yeah. Um hopefully I will have a Nintendo Switch. Well, you'll have something to talk about one way or the other. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. One way or either the other way, you're gonna have something to talk about. Either way about. there's gonna be quite yeah. a story next week. Um Yes. That's it. Um, that's that's my top of the show show proper stuff. I want to talk about getting a way too good of a deal on a switch that I don't have yet. Way too good. Way too good of a deal. Um, well, so I will just bring up uh, something that will come up later. But uh, right. uh, the Dual Sense controller is, is really kind of wild. I, yeah, like, I, I know it's the, it's the only part of the PlayStation Five that I actually want to try. I have been playing a game that will appear later today. That <laughs> like I'm I for the first later this show uh the first 10 minutes i was sure that my controller was broken because one of the triggers didn't pull as smoothly as the other trigger but it's because it, it's just wild it's just wild it is a wild controller look at you well um so it's the end of another year uh a, f- yes. a full year of bullshot we had bullshot for a full year um can't believe it. And now we're here to do our uh, uh, top three games of 2021. We'll talk about our most anticipated mm-hmm. of next year, and then we'll just do like a recap of the year uh, in other things that we've consumed or enjoyed or um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I think that I should go first. I think I, I, think I should go first. Okay. Are you going to start with honorable mentions? Oh, you want no? I have honorable no, mentions. No, because you do honorable mentions after, so you don't spoil what's in the thing. Oh, okay. See, that's I was doing honorable mention. 
That's hosting, baby. All right, fair enough. Fair All right. Enough. So yeah, you don't want to spoil it for people. Um, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. See, you're right. You 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 are Jeff Keeley. You have you have become. You have finally ascended to Keeleyism. <laughs> Man, am I gonna get your like, Keeleydom uh, is? Am I gonna start hiding things behind me that are? Uh, I mean, I know that that's a Phil Spencer thing, but I think I feel like Keeley does that kind of shit too. I feel like no, you're just gonna make friends with like the most eccentric people in video games, and then give their games awards, and then they don't deserve them. I, That's we, what you're gonna. We'll end up start doing. playing for tra- trailers for upcoming Guillermo del Toro movies in the middle <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast. All right, I, okay. How sense. lucky for us that we were able to get this. So, uh, my number three uh, for 2021 is may, maybe a bit of a cop out. Maybe it doesn't count. Maybe I'm not sure, but it is. Among the most fun that I had this year playing video games, and and actually you did splinter this off into a side story when I once I say mm-hmm. what this game is, um, and and it's a, it's actually like a it's actually two games, but it's really one because one didn't come out in twenty twenty one. You think I, you know where I'm going with this? Uh, my number three game of twenty twenty one is Call of Duty Warzone Pacific. Um, mm-hmm. A really huge uh, fan of the new map. Um, I think it looks great. Um, from an aesthetic point of view, I, I, I wouldn't say it's graphically mm-hmm. like blowing anything out of the water, but um, I like the bright colors and the the you know it's in the Pacific now. It, it's it's not this depressive uh, uh, Russia thing for games. Um, they fixed you know sight lines and 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 it just feels like a better world to play in. And the, and the thing that I really enjoy about playing Call of Duty Warzone is the the tension there's a tension to it that doesn't exist in any Uh other game like that Uh there's something about landing securing the area getting your shit together getting three you and three of your friends okay is everyone set up does everyone have ammo does everyone have the right gun does everyone have armor like are we all good and then charting out your course to the next area securing that area Uh finding out there's somebody in a bunker like there's just nothing i'm there are a million games just like it, but there is something very the the Call, the Call of Duty sheen over it. Um, it's my favorite version of it. I played a lot of Apex Legends. I know there's PUBG. I know there's other battle royale games, but the Call of Duty gunplay and mechanics on top of that game is um, uh, is is great. is is fantastic, and mm-hmm. it makes it my third favorite game of 2021. Uh, now the side story here is you played Warzone. I did. I played Warzone this, this weekend. Week. This previous, this last weekend, which I with missed, our, or this last week, Thursday. you did. It was Thursday night. I bailed, uh, and then all of a sudden, I found out you had. Then you played after. After everyone's like, "Oh, come on, fish, you're gonna play. You're gonna play, right?" And you're, "Nope, no, I'm not playing. Absolutely not." You did play. Um, well, how did- Kirk was very Kirk was very drunk, and like uh, I needed, he needed someone to pick him up and carry him to wherever. Because l- the way that our friends play. They played very focused. Like I, uh, both Lubes and Chester were like. Well, and our friend we were dropping worse. Like Quark, Quark is. But like I did not. I've not played with Quark. Yeah, but like Lubes and Chester were were like they were putting like you know map markers down and like marking where the bad guys were and like all this other stuff. While Kirk and I, while I was just like stupidly running through, being like, I don't like this gun. Oh, I don't like this gun. Oh, this gun feels all right. I wonder if a pistol's good. And then Kirk is just like. <laughs> you know halfway not halfway 90 percent of the way to just like crouching in a corner and yelling racial epitaphs at everyone so like he needed someone he needed someone to carry him and uh yeah it was fun like it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a good time i uh 
I'm bummed it's four players because I feel like mm-hmm. that's what I've been. Yeah, that's the problem with it because I have no interest in playing Call of Duty multiplayer like in Vanguard. No, and it's a different. Like, it's a different thing. It's a completely different kind of game. If it if it was another situation like that where there were three people and they needed one more, I'd probably jump in. But like, I don't see myself playing much beyond that. But you know, we had a good time. It was fun. We played two games. We landed like in twentieth on the first one because uh, I got. I got into the gulag with some gun that, like, when you held it up, when you aimed uh-huh. down sights, you were just looking at the back of the gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, That's a fun one. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, and then we got six the second time. Look at you. That's better than I do. I, but, like, I, but like everyone's like, oh, they've got all orange guns. I was like, I don't, I don't know. what. I mean, I, I imagine that has to do with rarity, but, like, yes. do orange guns feel different? And they all have, like, loadouts with, like, yeah, all sorts of wild guns up, in them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll take custom loadout three, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, all right. Well, then what is uh, your number three game of 2021? Uh, so my number three is actually a game that I did not, uh, leaving this game, I did not expect to put it on my uh, top list uh, of this year. Uh, I mean, I guess one thing we should say is that uh, we both did not play a ton of games this year. It's true but it's also true that we, we played, played a lot more than we typically have had yes in the past. totally but yeah. because we could be so discerning with our time uh, aside from 12 minutes we played all good games this year yeah well sure i mean uh, you know yeah. what i mean like I mean, yeah for the most part yeah for the most part i mean like yes i mean like there are there are tiers of good in there but like for the most part we did not waste our time playing through a terrible game unless it was 12 minutes and I still don't know why we did that <laughs> but but here we are um so my number three uh is actually inscription and the reason for that is well, I mean I walked away from that game thinking eh the first third of that game is great and I wish I could just play the first third but you have to progress beyond it at some point because you have to do the second third and the and the third third uh which are like I said three different games we talked about it in the show uh, the second third is like a Pokemon game, and the third third is kind Boy, of like the first third. It's kind of like the first third. Um, but uh, the first third of that game is a roguelike card build or deck building game, which is something that if you had told me that that's what it was, I would have said, no, I'm not interested in that. But the way that it does it and the way that... Uh, the, your opponent is kind of DMing your experience to you, like putting on different masks for when you're fighting different foes and stuff um, is great. And I love that portion of it. And in fact, like I would find myself going just to play that portion again. Uh, but then they released this beta update called um, uh, Casey's something, Casey's story, Casey's. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the mod Casey's mod, I think actually is what it's called. And it's just the first part of that game as a roguelike. And I've been playing that that beta for you know two weeks now it's 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 great uh it is it is what makes that game great for me so uh yeah inscription is uh my number three simply because of that simply because they added that in all right so there's a reason i went first well this isn't gonna work well all right well (laughs) this is the this is the problem with the top three uh because uh I have, I have a feeling uh, I'm about to do one of your games. Um, but my number two game of 2021 uh, was Metroid Dread. 
Uh, a game, That's a good game. A game that I'm very excited to get back to on the OLED Switch, should that be what is in the box that I open tomorrow. Um, <laughs> because, so, I, so it was unfortunate. I was going to go back to it this week. I had this kind of run-up week of I'm going to play games, a whole lot of games this week to you know kind of solidify my top three. Um, and I was going to try to get finish it. I'm pretty far in. I mean, dude, that game is four months old. Can you, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I know. Okay, anyway. No, is it three four? months old. No, it came three out in October. October, yeah. No, two months old. Is it two months old? I thought it was September. Whatever. October's, October's the 10th. The 10th. Month. All right. Anyways. However long it's been but, out. But I'm, it not, I'm not as far. I should have It's a year old. It's, yeah. It's 30 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then, I, and then I, I secured this Switch OLED thing. And I was like, well, no, wait. This is supposed to look amazing right. on OLED. So I'm going to yes, wait that's a, to play that's it what on I've heard. OLED. Um, so unfortunately... It, it may have been the, my number one, but it, it uh, it's my number two. I mean, it's just incredible. We you know we did it. We did a half a show on it. Um, it's um, it, it's just solid. It just feel like it just plays the way you want it to play. It's um, an incredible evolution of the Samus Returns from the 3ds, and like and, and just an incredible like um, maybe the most accessible Metroid like maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Like of all the Metroids, it's probably the most accessible, and it's the the art style and the tone of it is is unbelievable um and the mechanics like i said you know it played uh, samus returns played great on the 3ds but this plays so much better on the switch Mm -hmm. um and the frame rate is 60 frames per second for the most part um especially you know on the light it gets a little wonky but um right at times but yeah i mean what an absolute achievement and and for it to be kind of a surprise release too like to announce Mm -hmm. it e3 and for it to be this you know steeped in this like lore of like it was supposed to be this game that came out forever ago and Mm -hmm. um, it's a complete you know it's just yeah it's un it's it's unbelievable and um i have a feeling we'll be hearing more about that game in a few minutes uh so what is your what is your number two game of so I think my number two is going to come as a bit of a surprise um, because I don't think that people would have, people who listen to the show uh, would have put this game here. Uh, my number two game is Metroid Dread. Oh. Which is well, a you, fantastic oh, game. See, so you, you do want to keep some surprises. <laughs> <laughs> you, we uh, just both talked a, about Metroid Dread, but go ahead. Yeah. It, it, is, a fan, it is a fantastic game. It is a fantastic game. Uh, it is... Uh, I, I I sat on this and my number one game uh, almost all week trying to go back and forth. And at the end of the day, uh, Metroid is a fantastic Metroid game. It doesn't bring a whole lot to Metroid. It doesn't do a whole lot new with that thing, uh, but it does it so well. And like you said, it's like this, it's this return uh, uh, to 2D. It's this, the, the like this law steeped in all this, you know, meta lore about it was a you know rumored way back when, and 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 it's uh it's nice to have it finally come out as a surprise. It is a it is a tr- it is a fantastic game. I think that uh, any other year it probably would have been number one, um, but uh, it is my number two. All right. Well then. Drum roll, please. Uh, yeah, this one might then come off as kind of obvious um, if you've listened all year to the show. Uh, but my it's game, Halo Infinite my game of the year uh, for for twenty twenty one is Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Uh, that's my game it of the is. year. Um, it, it, it's a game that does uh, get exhausting towards the end, um, and it is mechanically repetitive, but nearly everything about it is perfect. Nearly everything else mm-hmm. about it is perfect. The writing, the the narrative, the the the, the art style, the um, the 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 the, sense, the scale of it like it feels just like this big epic single player game you don't get a ton of these big epic single player games anymore so when you play one of these big epic single player games it really is and, and it works and it and it's fun to play it never stops mm-hmm. really being fun like I said until the end which is a, a bit wishy washy on um, but it's it, it's a tr- it's a total triumph of of single player gaming um, stuff we really mm-hmm. only see from studios like Naughty Dog. Um, mm-hmm. This is the first time um, in, in a long time that like you know it's a Tomb Raider team right the Deus Ex team and it, like so it's right. in, that DNA is in there. It, but but the thing about it you know is it just it was a surprise and a delight to me from the whole time. It was another game that was announced at E three. Like I, I had no clue there was anything in development. There was a debate back before, apparently it, it leaked years ago that this game was in development. I just dropped everything on my desk. I didn't know this. I so this was a total surprise to me. And then just everything leading up to it kept being more and more surprising. The trailers were cool. The gameplay previews mm-hmm. were cool. And then the reviews hit, and that it's incredible. And you know, all the reviewers really liked it. Um, and and then it what it lived up to all that hype. Like I mean, and again, all that hype. It wasn't much. It was three months of hype or so, um, three or four months. Um, and and it paid off. And um, it makes me excited for the future of Marvel games. Like you know, I mean, Spider Man over on PlayStation. Those games are good. Avengers is like a weird destiny like game right but show me this wolverine game show me a daredevil game show me like let's start let's start right. like taking these games seriously and use guardians as the as the um as the blueprint like use that as the blueprint to make some really really fantastic marvel comics games because um i it uh it deserve they deserve it those characters deserve to have good games um yeah i think i think that like you're likely to see Stuff like that, because I think that uh, there was there's kind of a trial balloon aspect to both Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. Spider-Man's different. Spider-Man as a video game has existed before Spider-Man. The movies existed, you know, like, um, but like Guardians, uh, Avengers somewhat, but Guardians especially, like Chris Pratt is, uh, what's his name? Lord. You know, like, yes. Uh, and like, Zoe Zaldana is what's her name and the Batista is what you know what I mean like those characters people met those characters through those actors yeah so like you have so like it's it's risky to do a game when you don't have their likeness and they tried it with Avengers and it was you know uh, not necessarily that didn't fail because of that it failed because it apparently was not very good but like it's 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 a risky thing especially with characters like this who are largely known as Chris Pratt and you know as their actor counterparts so to see this work and it it get the acclaim that it has I bet you they're much less nervous about doing Marvel games that aren't based on the movies yeah doesn't doesn't need the likeness or the doesn't need the likeness or really even the full personality of the actors who portray yeah so yeah so yeah I think it's a I think that's interesting. I think that uh, I, I I was eyeing that game. I was like, can I can I get this game done in a week? 
and everyone was telling me, no, there's it's no chance. That, that's too long hours, of a damn game. Yeah, it's 20 something Yeah, hours. it's too long. So I did not get it done. All right. I did not, t- I did not try. All right, so uh, my number one game, which is not Metroid Dread, is uh, Resident Evil 8. And I think that uh, I think the difference between Metroid Dread and Resident Evil 8 is, tall is that Metroid Dread, well, and Tall Ladies, uh, Milky Mummies, Milky Mummy Milkers. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Listen, I don't know what the internet calls her. I don't know what her name is. Lady Um. So uh, Metroid Dread is, is a Metroid game and that team has made Metroid games and that's what that game is. And Resident Evil is this, like them just showing off. The Resident Evil team just showing off saying, hey, uh, we are so comfortable in our ability to make these games that we're just going to experiment and we're just going to try all this wild stuff and we think you're going to dig it. And like, it's four games in one, right? Like you have the, I can't kill this boss, so I have to hide from it thing. You have PT. You have the, um, this boss isn't hurting me, but is stalking me the whole time and, I, and I'm supposed to kill it. And then you have like, you know, your horror shooter at the end. And it's great. It's th- that game is absolutely, like it is so fun to play because you can feel how comfortable, how much fun the people making it had just doing just the most outlandish shit. Um, so yeah, if you haven't played uh, Resident Evil 8, even if you don't like horror games, you should play it because it's not super scary. It's just, it's a joy to play. It's a joy to watch. Yeah, it's definitely on my like, whoops, you didn't play this. You should play it mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. for 2022. So hopefully I'll get to it. Um, I probably already missed it on sale for $20 at some point in the last four weeks but oh probably who knows yeah but i will uh i will do my best to play it it's it's not it's not just your game of the year it's been popping up as game of the year in a few places yeah yeah i it's 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 it deserves it it's wild it's wild that you can say the eighth version of a video it's like saying (laughs) jason takes manhattan is 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 eight is also conservative it's like the 25th resident evil games that's fair that's yeah. fair. Yeah, well, it's a it is it is a great game. Oh well, uh, honorable mentions. I'm sure we share one honorable mention here. Um, Halo Infinite. Halo um, Infinite is an honorable mention. I wish it was. I wish I was further along in it. Um, it's great. I mean, it's just great. It's just mm-hmm. it is. It's just so good. It's just so just, great that there's a Halo, a good Halo game, and and the, yes. and, a, and not just a new Halo game, but like then a new Halo game that fundamentally changes. Like the way Halo plays with the grappling hook, yes, and like the grappling hook makes that game so much more kinetic. It's it is yeah. wild. It like it takes that kind of stale combat and reinvigorates it. It's it is it is great. And I think that if they hadn't fumbled the bag when it comes to the story, and I mean fumble it in the worst way that I could think of, um, I'd probably have it higher on my list. I probably would have made you know number two, number one. Um, but that story is just it, it's. It's a lot like um, it's a lot like if you buy the the Death Star Lego set and then suddenly realize you have to build Optimus Prime with it. Like you can feel you can feel that that game at the eleventh hour was completely reconfigured into the game that you were playing rather than the game that they wanted you to play. And I don't know, stuff like that bugs me. So 
that is why it didn't make my list. Still good, still worth playing. Yeah. Um, a game that came out earlier this year that I've talked about a lot, Outriders, another honorable mention. Mm-hmm. That game is uh, great. Um, and then my my other honorable mention is a game that I put a ton of time into and money actually. Oh, well, not I mean, comparatively speaking, it was not a ton of money, uh, but I did right. put money into this game. League of Legends, Wild Rift uh, for the iPad. Oh right. Also, almost it was almost number three. It was honestly almost number three, but uh, it got beat out by another free to play game that spent much more time and had much more fun playing. Mm-hmm. Called right. I feel like we all we both had a game that kind of dominated the game that we were playing. And then we kind of veered off of that to play these other games. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mentions, I put I put Half-Life Alex on here. Half-Life Alex was probably the best game of 2020, but I played it in 2021. Um, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, do you include it in this list or, because then you kind of just feel, you don't feel modern. You don't, you feel like, oh yeah, no, I'm and including some games that I didn't. Doesn't count. Came out in 2020. Right. Came out in 2020. Came out almost a almost two years ago now. Um, but Half Life oh, yeah. Alex, uh, if yeah. uh, if uh, if you haven't, you should uh, it, it, buy an Oculus Quest. They're like 200 bucks now. Buy an Oculus Quest. Buy Half Life Alex for 300 bucks. You could have the best well, virtual reality. As experience. long as you also have a computer that can run it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But uh, sure. But it's the best virtual reality. I mean, like, if you don't have a computer that can run it, you probably don't care about Half-Life. Um, but yeah, uh, Half-Life Alex is on my list. Uh, I put uh, Warframe's New War on here basically because... Uh, so Warframe does this weird thing when they uh, when they release big story DLCs like this. And these are, these are like story DLCs. These aren't like, hey, we're going to release the two missions that you use to unlock the new Warframe. It's like... This is a multi-hour, multi-mission story that usually results in some fundamental gameplay change when you come out the other side of it. They've done it a, they've done it a couple times. This is the newest one. Um, it's about four hours long. Lore-wise, it's real cool. Um, but like the problem is, is that uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't let you do the thing, which is play your Warframe. You're playing all these other characters oh. and they're all weaker and, you know, you don't, there's no customization. It's like you are playing a very, you are playing a single player game where none of your customizations matter. And uh, it just wasn't very fun in that regard. Oh. Um, it, it just doesn't do the thing. Uh, and then the last one on my honorable mentions and something that I have been playing nonstop for the last few days is uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Um, I really wanted to get it done, uh, because I wanted to see if it was going to make the list. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's actually a lot of fun to play. Uh, I've, I've kind of hooked on leveling up the guns and, um, and that's, and like, that's like, that's what's got the hooks in me right now, but that's unfortunately kind of the only thing when I sat back and reflected on it, that's really the only thing that's got me hooked. I don't care about these characters. Uh, the storyline is there's clever quips in it, but I don't like, I am not invested in any of this stuff. None of these people are memorable. I cannot tell you who the bad guy is. I think yep. it's Dr. Nefarious. Maybe, maybe um, you play as ratchet and, or I don't even remember her name. She's not on her name's not on the box. What do you want me to do? Is her name rift or apart? No, it's something else. Um, but like, I'm hooked on like leveling up guns. 
that's, that's what I, that's what I'm enjoying about it. Uh, it plays pretty well. Camera still sucks in that game. And sometimes the controls are just like, you fail at doing jumps just, just because you fail at doing them. Well, it's called, that's um, a challenge. It's challenging. Right. No, it's, a, it's challenging. Um, and like, there are parts where I re- remember, you know, playing, I don't remember what those other ones were that we played, but like, I remember playing them and I remember those moments and going, this is why I hate these games. This is, this is not fun. And it's, a, and it's got like, it's got like five different game modes in it. Right. So like you're playing as ratchet, you're playing as the other girl. And then Clank has to go into dimensional rifts to repair them, which is like this like puzzle solving game. And then like you have uh, viruses that this other thing, which I can't remember the name of that you have to send in. And it's like an arcade shooter. It's like, it's fine. I can see, I can see why people enjoy it. I think that if I had seen the movie or at least was somewhat invested in the lore, I'd probably like it a ton more, but I just can't play games for mechanics. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like I can't, I can't like I did, like I I literally got to a point before we were, were recording this afternoon. I got to a point where I was like, "Oh, I'm going to see the end of this game. I'm at the end of this game, and I'm not." <laughs> like it was like a complete like it was a complete fall. Like I had gone through like all the planets, done all the things on the planets, and I was like, "All right, this is it. We're going to finish it." And then I was like, "Haha, I got you. You're actually not done. You're fifty percent of the way done." And I was like. Actually, I might be done. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> I might be done with this Actually, game. I might have just beat this game. <laughs> I'm going to so, yeah. draw myself a platinum trophy. <laughs> I did it. I did it. All right. Should we talk about anticipated? Yeah, our most anticipated games of 2021. Uh, you want to go first with this one? Uh, sure. And also, sure. it... Is is yours in order from like the most like no 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 it's just three games that I so okay. this is the way I thought about it I thought about it in terms of like we said we played we played not very many games this year uh, we all we both have a game that we play semi regularly that we interrupt to play these other games right and so I was thinking about these games in terms of what game because there are a lot of games I'm anticipating like I want to play Bayonetta three am I going to drop Destiny two on patch day to play Bayonetta three no. No, no. Bayonetta 3 will come after. But there are three games that, full caveat, while they are scheduled for 2022, are not 2022 games. So, here's what uh, I'll say. Here's what I'll say. My number one is my... It, okay. So, my number one is three games because I don't know which one comes out in 2022. There is one that I am <laughs> the most excited for. Like, it's my number right. one. But because I don't know what year it comes out, I then also pulled two other games that we're not sure what year it comes out. So, right, that's what I'll say. I technically, so, I cheated. I have five. But okay, go ahead. I have three. I have three games. None of them are coming out in 2022. Right. They are scheduled for 2022. Okay. Number one, or uh, the first game in no order. The first game is Callisto Protocol. Oh, I'm, sure. I have. I have to see that game. I don't it's think that's Glenn Schofield's Dead Space game. No, 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 no. And you know what? You know what? It shares in common with this other game that's not coming out in 2022, the Dead Space remake. Also not <laughs> coming out in 2022. Not, that's for sure. But I want to play that. No, no, that is scheduled for quarter. That is still scheduled for quarter four. Callisto Protocol at least now is like 2022. Eh? But like Dead Space 4 or Dead Space remake is still very solidly quarter four 2022, according to EA. I don't, I don't it will not come out that day. I don't think that's true. It is. It is. Oh God! If that's what it, 
It's literally what it says. What? <laughs> Come on. But that's Just... but that's not coming out in 2022. Okay. There's no chance. And then my last one, uh, again, is currently scheduled for eh, 2022, uh, is Metroid Prime 4. Those are the three games that I would drop Destiny 2 on a patch day, on a new release day, on whatever reset day um, to play. Okay. Well, my first one is the easy one. The one that has a solid release date that is coming out that I think a big caveat here is I think this is going to be a game that only more fun if pe- it's got back for blood energy but it's tiny right, okay. as wonderlands i it's okay. got it, it's got, I, i'm gonna have to play it with friend I, I don't think that game's gonna be fun to play solo no um, i don't think so either that's gonna be a game that you play with friends uh get mm-hmm. your loot show your loot share your loot uh, i that right so that's that's number three um number two is a, is, is a game that i don't think that i will enjoy it's not elden ring which it's not on this list, but in the, same, list in, the, in the same vein, this is the game that I think is going to enter the zeitgeist. And it's like, we're going to be talking about this game. Uh, and okay. that's Starfield. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, I, so I'm excited. If it's more than just Skyrim with lasers and guns, I am more, I am ex- I'm very excited for it. If it's just Skyrim with guns and lasers... I'm excited to see what it does, though. It's going to be the next. Right. It's going to be a cultural. There's going to be a cultural impact to start here. Sure, 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 sure. I'm um, going to play it on my PS5. And then, and then the two games that don't have like a like we don't know if it's 2022 um, that I'm excited about um, is or Gotham Knights. Is I'm excited because I think mm-hmm. my son's going to want to play that with me, and that'll mm-hmm. be a fun couch co. It will if it's couch co-op, which at this point no one they could have. That might not make the finished product much like Halo right. Infinite. And then, of course, the game that, I mean, Breath of the Wild, too, which is like, I mean... Fair enough. Yeah, I, I looked at that say, and I was yeah. like, um, they say it's a 2022 game. But the game that I'm actually the most most excited about and the most anticipating, but also, again, does not have much of a firm release date, is uh, Space Marine 2. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. my most anticipated game. Um, so It's not Kill the Justice League? No, it's not. It's not... Uh, we uh so we have a game of the year and we have um most anticipated from from our good friend danny um yeah. he's his game of the year was metroid dread fair yep it's a good game he was, he was right to put it there it's a good game uh a good his, game. his anticipated is a god of war ragnarok tiny tina's wonderlands and breath of the wild too none of those games well tiny tina will come out this year yeah that's coming out in march but the other two the other two hmm. <laughs> don't hold your breath danny don't hold Ooh. your breath. Danny um, saved my ass today, but uh, we'll talk about that oh, next week. Oh, wow. You're all we'll set for next week. Wow. You're ready to I come am. into 2022 with a whole... I know. Wow. I am. I'm ready. Wow. Maybe done with 2021 because surely it can't be worse. 2022 can't be worse than 2021. Well, listen, as soon as it kicks over to a new year, everything starts fresh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And by We've which, rebooted. Yeah, which I mean, we all just might be gone by then. So, <laughs> could be a reboot. Uh, Earth, the reboot. Um, humans. Earth two. Here we go. Yes. Humans too. Uh, most anticipated. Um, so, what about uh, what, what do you got for other like um, shows, movies, media? What do you got for for media? 
Uh, I would say the movie is going to be uh, is Matrix Resurrections. That movie All is right. an absolute delight. It is lovely. Uh, you should watch that movie. Uh, it is. It is wonderful. It's it, it might be in my top ten movies of all time. Whoa! Uh, it is. It is. I've watched it three times already since it's come out. I just I absolutely adore that movie. Um, and then album was uh, Halsey's album because I like Halsey, uh, but I love Nine Inch Nails, and I got a new album from both of them in one album. <laughs> and so I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do. Oh, shit, do I need to start today for that? I'm gonna do my top five songs of the year, but I'm gonna do that on Twitter. I think. Oh. All right. Shit, That's did I need fair. to start that today, though? I have to think about that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you got to start today. I got to start today. Yeah, start today. Maybe I'll start tomorrow, and I'll do the last one on the first. Okay. Um, as far as television uh, goes, uh, Arcane, the League of Legends series on Netflix was... Yeah, everyone... I, I need to sit down and just watch just... that. I need to sit down and make myself watch it. Um, and then as a Marvel fanboy, I really loved WandaVision. I thought that, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, that was great. Um, I posted my top 10 uh, albums list uh, on, on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash J-I-M-P-L-A-C-H-Y. That's my name. And that's how it is mm-hmm. on Twitter. It is. Um, I don't know if those the whole top 10, but uh, number two was the Turnstile album, Glow On, and the critically acclaimed. Uh, and that boy, that band's going to be a, a huge next year. Um, especially if they can play shows. If they can play shows. Uh, that'll be a big deal. Uh, but my album of the year, and this has been mentioned a couple of times because it has been for almost the entire year. It came out in April. Uh, is the RM's Ultra Pop? It's just, just mm-hmm. like a. It's a, it sounds like a message from the future. It's just nothing else sounds like it. Just is a total shift in like it. Just sounds like its own. It's literally called a fake genre that they made up, and that's exactly what it sounds like. So. Um, there's that. Um, also, my favorite book this year was Dan Ozzy's Sellout. If you haven't, if you are our age and you grew up listening to rock music between 1994 and 2014, uh, you will know many of the stories. And well, you will you be aware of many of the bands in the book, but you won't know uh, their stories. It's exhaustive storytelling on the major label debuts of eleven bands. Um, oh interesting from green day to against me you get like a whole it's basically 11 books is it all book. is it all punk is it all punk rock yeah um oh, i don't okay. have the actual book i have the uh i have the uh the kindle but it's uh green days dookie jimmy world static prevails blink 182's uh dude ranch against me's new wave rise against siren song of the counterculture Jawbreaker, Dear You, God, can I do all of them? My Chemical Romance, what was it, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, and four more. Uh, so it, <laughs> and many more. And many more. The, the crazy thing, the, oh, the Donna's Stay the Night, um, that's another one. Oh, At the Drive-In's Relationship Command, uh, which is, a, that's a crazy chapter. Um, the uh and 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 of course the great the, the craziest thing about the book is that my favorite album of all time is Static Prevails by Jimmy Rome. So the fact that there's a mini like 75 page book about the exhaustion. Oh, I bet you I bet I bet that was just did you read that part first? Did you just skip to that? No, no, no. And read I, that first. No, it's the third How chapter. Can... Third chapter. Oh, okay. Um oh you know Thursday's uh Thursday's more all the time is in there. Um there might be all of them. But anyway. 
so that's an that's an incredible book. Uh, Dan Ozzy really uh, knocked that one out of the park. Um, you got any? I, I guess uh, I, I was listening to Marquez Brownlee's podcast. And they did Tech of the Year. Um, I feel like it's obvious for like you, like I probably the new MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, for me it's AirTags. AirTags they already completely were worth. I lost my keys and found them. Oh yeah. So yes. Um, any, any other, before I get to my last thing, any other, uh, 2021, uh, favorite things this year? I would say, uh, my favorite COVID variant was Omicron, but, uh, well, Delta was a, was a close second. I mean, they were the two best ones. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm going to post this probably tomorrow. So here's the, well, I guess, oh, depending on when you listen to this, here's the scoop. Uh, this is my, my favorite beers of 2021. A lot of people uh, who used to listen to me on another podcast about beer listen to this podcast. Um, so here, here's the, here's my favorite beers of uh, 2021. Uh, I really liked Goose Island Bourbon County Regular and Goose Island Bourbon County Cola, which if you listened a few episodes ago, you know that that was like, what a big deal that is. Um, uh, a beer called Dust Music by Solomon. Um, Afterthought put out a wine barrel fermented yuzu and key lime sour beer that was pretty fucking fantastic. Um, Cabin Boys Brewery and my friends out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma did a uh, quad aged in four roses barrel, four ro- Woodford Reserve barrels. Oh, it's called Doctoral Stout. It's, it was really good. Central Waters, who's like known for barrel aged beer, but like not never really get much acclaim for it, did a key lime sour aged in tequila barrels. That was fantastic uh our friends up north at phase three brewing uh did a beer called pixel density light that was fantastic uh hop butcher uh does a pale ale called grid that i really love um ale smith speedway style with espresso and vanilla beans was very very good the brewery uh made a beer called royal street sweets that i really loved um penrose brewing not far from me here made a barrel aged uh, style called vanilla caves that was excellent but the best beer I had this year, I think, I, don't, I haven't really thought about a beer of the year in a couple of years, but um, Dogfish Head, who are now owned by Sam Adams, took their worldwide stout um, and aged it in a Sam Adams Utopia barrel. And it was... Utopia is like the, the Sam that's expensive their Sam crazy, Adams, right? That's their like crazy 30% alcohol like liqueur that gets aged right. in like a variety of different spirit barrels. Um, and then re-aged in one barrel. And um, they aged some worldwide stout in it. And it was fucking incredible. It was so complex. It was just so layered. Like, you tasted all the different, like, the brandy barrel and the cognac barrel. And, like, it just, like, it just unfolded. Like, every, like as, it warmed, as it warmed up, it got really, like, even even crazier. Um, so, yeah, that was my favorite beer. I was sad I only had one bottle of it. My favorite seltzer of the year was the uh, soda stream. <laughs> yeah. Not the Plain. one the jewels, pink lemonade, hard seltzer. Uh, I mean, it was that's close second. It's a close second <laughs> of the two seltzers I had this year. Yeah. Is almost number one. Almost so close. Um, well, that's it. We did it. We did that's it. Here. Man. We, we did, did a it. twenty. We did a twenty twenty one. We did a twenty twenty one. We did. We did a. We did a podcast for the entire year. Pretty much. I thought you were going to be like this is. I thought you were like uh, this is a. So this is going to be an announcement. Uh, it's my last triple <laughs> shot, and I was oh. going to be like. Uh, that's interesting. I do. I do. We have to. No, I do. I do think we have to uh, acknowledge that you're. You might be going on paternity. 
Maybe. Yeah, but I'll still do bull shot. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't I'll know. have more time to play video games, if nothing else. Most yeah, we'll, hopefully, because I definitely that those were my lost years when I had when when there oh, really was, when there was one that couldn't feed feed or drink itself or you know couldn't feed itself. Mm. That's I couldn't play video games then. Oh sure, like but like I I played a lot of video games when Finn was a baby because he would just sleep on me while I played. So I'm hoping for that again, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. It'll be an. It's gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting year. It's gonna be a 2022. It's gonna be a 2022. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, what are you gonna do for New Year's Eve? You're just gonna like hang out at home and. Oh yeah, no. I'm gonna bottles. go to some super spreader event. I'm gonna go to some Up super some spreader bottles. event and. Dude, yeah. I wanted to get COVID tested again today, just because I'm trying to just keep on top of it. Like, I I, I don't have symptoms or anything. And I, I went there, and they're like, "Uh, we can't print the forms. We'll call you later." And they never called. They never called me. So <laughs> I don't have symptoms or anything. Um, also, I'm still sick. I got back. I went to the ER. But now it's just wild because like everyone just has it. Like every day, I feel like someone uh-huh. I know I talk to on Discord has has COVID. You know, it's. I mean, it seems just inevitable at this point. Um, and you just gotta hope that you got your you went and got all did up, got vaccinated. Get them uh, get them boosters. But immediately following this, uh immediately following this uh this podcast, I'm gonna go take my first round of the second round of antibiotics to try to fix what's wrong with whatever's me. going on. It's apparently just a nagging sinus infection. Apparently I just didn't get rid of it with the first round of antibiotics. And now I got now I got the good stuff, which is great because I'm allergic to most antibiotics. Uh, really? You're because you, TIF is too. TIF's allergic to penicillin mm-hmm. and its derivatives. Penicil, penicillin, sulfas, and uh, the, the 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 antibiotic that I was just on a week or so ago made my right eye swell up. Oh, that's great. So you don't need that anyway. You don't need your right eye. I mean, I got two. Yeah, no, that's why God gave you two. Yeah, so it's, I'm going to stay up late tonight, probably waiting to see what happens after I take this gigantic 500 milligram pill. So uh, follow me on Twitter at J-I-M-P-L-A-C-H-Y as I tweet through the hellstorm that is 500 milligrams of whatever antibiotic they I'm going to be now. playing Halo Infinite. Just yep. see who gets beat up more. Um, follow this podcast uh, on Twitter at Full Shot Podcast. Um, if you'd like to keep my seltzer zine alive and you have not bought a copy yet, uh, please consider... You're on the second printing. Second edition. Second edition. Yeah, which I didn't clarify. Someone asked me if that was the second issue. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I just fixed some typos and shit. And I wanted people to who had the first printing, the first run, to, to, know. Know, that, to know that they had the first run. So I marked it second edition. I've got to send it into U or CBCS or whatever to get it graded. Yeah, you got to get your zines graded. That's always important. Yep. Because they're uh, they're an investment in your future. That's right. Yeah, my kids are going to graduate. Are going to go through college. Four hundred one ks and On punk rock seltzer zines and Pikachu's and Charmanders. All right, you got to tell. You want to tell anybody anything else? No, you're, you're no. Good. I just freaked the hell out because I looked out my window and there was an animal out back. Just my dog, but like, I yes. did not. I'm not letting the dog out. But like, so usually I have an, there are other people in the house, right? I have, I have house guests. Yes. The in-laws are here. And so usually I am the one that lets the dog out. Sometimes Tiff does, but I'm usually cognizant of when the dog goes out, even when I'm doing other things. Uh, and I was not cognizant. So I like looked at, I was like, what the, oh. Yeah. Just so, Odin. So now you have to ask the question, 
Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? Thank you for listening. Goodbye. We will talk to you next year. I'm done with this show. I'm not coming back next year. Uh, this is it. Thanks. Goodbye.